0: Well,
1: hello, everyone, and welcome to Create a Life You'll Love. I'm Susan Gonzalez, your host today, and I'm so excited about our show. And my guest host, John Bond, because um, he has such a wonderful story to tell of his journey, of how he went from the corporate world, nine to five, into transitioning into his own business, and the great progress he's made with that, some fantastic tips, on ways for you to transition out that I know all of us could use. Boy, I would have liked to have known these before for myself as well. He is a super talented, super fantastic professional coach, personal and executive, and you will find out so much more about John Vaughn. And I am so happy to include him in my list of friends and colleagues. So... um, I'm Susan Gonzalez. Like I said, I'm the host for today, and I am a professional coach. I work with people from all levels of life and all uh, walks of life to create the success they want in their life, whether it's personal or professional. I help them kind of get out of their own way so that they can get on the path to where they want to be and create that dream life for themselves. You can find more information about me and about my book, Make It Your Mark, on my website, which is www.makeityourmark.com. So now, I would love to introduce to you, John Vaughn. John, welcome. I'm so happy you're joining us today.
0: Well, it's great to be here, Susan.
1: So tell us a little bit about you.
0: So I am, as you said, a professional certified coach. Um, I'm a coach trainer as well as a mentor. Um, But my, my branding is the reset coach because I work with folks that have may have lost connection with um, their passion and what they do. So I help people restart their leadership, re- restart or reset their um, relationships, and their confidence. So it's an amazing journey, love every minute of it.
1: That's fantastic, love the name too, because it's so easy to remember, and that's exactly what you do. Um, you do help people get that button back and, and give them the control to help them do what they want, be who they want, um, live how they want. and. Um, so that's fantastic. Um, today we're just going to have a nice conversation, and John's going to share lots of things um, about making changes, transitioning out, following your passion, and the ups and downs of that, the funny, humorous uh, ups and downs. <laughs> and hopefully as we go along, some tips that will help all of us in this journey. And if you're thinking, and if, right now you're, you're wondering, should I stay or should I go? And uh, what would it be like? I think you're going to find this show very helpful, very informative today, because John's going to share a lot of great ideas and tips um, of how to do that and how to do it on your terms and your way. And um, so let's just start with that, John. You know, tell, tell us about this journey when you, were, when you were back in the corporate world and you first got that inkling that, oh, I think I might want to step out.
0: Yeah, well, you know, Susan, you actually have a, a big piece, a huge role in that actually. Um, you know, I was in a leadership role. And I enjoyed what I did. Um, as, as a new leader, you know, we were on more than a vertical learning curve. Um, but, <laughs> you know, it, actually it, it's not a vertical learning curve. It's actually angling backwards towards you because you're, <laughs> you're experiencing things as it happens. And, um, you know, I wish I had the skill set at the very beginning because, you know, when you introduced me to coaching and then um, I started going through coach training, um, I developed an amazing set of skills that allowed me to um, lead from the heart Mm -hmm. instead of through regulation. And so rather than managing, I was leading, um, and I was actually able to um, step into a leadership role that is fulfilling and is supportive. And, you know, the the type of work that I really love doing, um, little did I know that as The more and more coaching that I did internally, the more and more I really wanted to do that more than anything else. So you know, in my journey, it was figuring out you know after you know thirty years in in the field and eight in leadership, the last eight in leadership, you know what would my transition look like so that I can easily move from one stage to the next without worrying about finances, without worrying about you know, the stability of of life and, you know, being able to maintain the the life of my choosing. And, you know, believe it or not, surprisingly, it went very smoothly.
1: Yeah, I have to say, I, I have seen this journey, and I'm a fan of how you did it. It is fantastic. But I want to go back to some of the things that you just said, John, because it was so beautiful. The transition you made as a leader in the organization that you were in from leading from regulation or policies and processes like that and, Stepping into leadership your way, leading from the heart, mm-hmm. and the difference that made for you there, and that was sort of the beginning of this great journey. Mm-hmm. Um, something about it, that reconnection to who you want to be and who you really are at your core and how, how coaching helps you do that. Mm-hmm. So I'm curious, um, what do you think it was about that training or um, becoming a coach that allowed that to happen for you?
0: Well, I think what happened was that, you know, because really at, the first, at first I wasn't a, a leader, I was a manager. Uh-huh. Um, but when you're, you're, you're managing, you're focused, you're, you're outcomes managing. So everything that you do is based on people and how they finish and do things, um, and you're dealing with outcomes. And what I learned was that through this entire process, and, you know, and it's twofold, what you learn about others, you learn about yourself. Um, was how to, rather than looking at resistance, it's being able to understand where the resistance is coming from, not so that we can deal with the resistance, so we can understand the perspective that created it to begin with. So I started realizing more and more that things that were happening had absolutely nothing to do with the organization or the situation, but that person's perspective and their interpretation of it Or their their inner critic, whatever was telling them that they didn't have what it takes to be able to get it done, Um, you know, by being able to approach that the human aspect of it, it completely turned things around. It also brought awareness of myself. You know, how am I leading? What's getting in my way? Where's Where's my fear causing me to show up in a place of conflict and put myself in check?
1: Oh, fantastic! Those mindset shifts that happened in there, and, and like you said, the focus on the person, the person that you're interacting with, and the and the wondering of why. So I wonder why this is their response. I wonder why this is how they're um, choosing to interpret this. And that curiosity that comes in, I don't know about you, but for me as a coach, it's that curious piece about, well, wow, what a, what a, that's a different way to look at things than I'm looking at it. I wonder why, and the wanting to find that out adds that connection to other people and it gives them that space space for acceptance. So if I'm not upset that you may be throwing up a wall of resistance, for example, or you know, not quite getting going where I want to go, if I don't take that personally, instead I can come from a place of curiosity of the coach and say, Oh, well I wonder why. Well tell me what's going on for you. The respect for the other person is there. And then there's that invitation for them to, hey, be you and say what's really going on for you because that's what we're talking about here.
0: You know, if you think about it, it's, um, you know, judgment. It's recognizing how judgment comes in, judgment of self and, and each other um, because what, what you just described is is a perfect example of, you know, at any given moment, people make the best decisions they can with the information they have available to them. And sometimes that decision is the lesser of two evils, but regardless, they make the best possible decision. So, you know, it's rather than looking at the outcome of what's happening, it's looking at what information was missing or what was the perception of the interpretation that caused them to choose the path that gave us an unexpected result. Because then that brings you know, because that helps you figure out where to meet them, where they are and what they what they need. But again, you know, when you look at the transition and moving from you know, a corporate world into the coaching. You know, you're dealing with that all the time. You have decision points all the way along, and and recognizing that sometimes you're going to get exactly what you're looking for in the timeline you're looking for. Sometimes, not always, and and it's being okay with that. You know, recognizing that you made the best choice with what you could in that moment.
1: Absolutely, and that that judgment piece because we're so hard on ourselves too, but it does color what's going on, and and trying to separate and step away from that gives you so much freedom then, freedom of thought, freedom of innovation, um, and loving yourself a little bit more so that you can be authentic. And that's the word that always comes up for me with you. It's like, look, this is authenticity all the time, all the way. What you see is what you get. You can rely on the spirit of this man because it is loving. It is caring will push you to grow, too, and um, the professional side as well. But all of that comes together and makes John mm-hmm. and, and the wonderful leadership style you had. And I know that you had your own personal journey with stepping into the role of the leader you wanted to be, too. And um, I, by the way, I did uh, include some stories about John in the book that I wrote, and this seems like a great time for us to talk about um, this. He's one of the reasons why I actually wrote Make It Your Mark. And um, uh, John and I we grew up we grew up together as leaders, part of the way there. And um, so the story is, I'm a chair dancer. I'm not a chair dancer anymore. Um, So John, I'm going to throw that to you a little bit because it was part of the journey where you you started that piece of separating away from requirements and um, the policy that stepped more
0: into being. Mm -hmm. And um, so if you don't
1: mind, you want to share a little bit about that? Uh,
0: Of the story? Sure. You know, it's it's one of those things where you recognize who you are um, on your day-to-day and, and then when you show up at work, you're somebody completely different. Mm-hmm. And what, what actually happened through my role as, as part of being a leader, when I moved into, especially into a leadership role, you know, it's, there's an expectation or an implied expectation of how you dress, how you act, what you yeah. do. Yeah. And, you know, and so pieces of me were left out in order to step into this role. Um, but, you know, that's, I mean, but that's, in the leadership role, but what happened is between personal life and my move, m- movement up through my career, um, I also had a lot of fear of judgment of others. And so I always, you know, I would always push my envelope, but stay within a safe realm. So the whole chair dancing concept um, was connected to uh, me not wanting to dance, because unless I either prime the pump I <laughs> to do that, uh, or With was, some adult beverages with some of, of course <laughs> or, or was around a whole bunch of people Where the, the energy was there And everybody was doing it And you're just part of the crowd It was it was safe and it was okay um, But if I was uncomfortable I actually would I would rock it out sitting in a chair Because if I wasn't standing on my feet I can do upper body <laughs> and it So I know exactly what I'm doing um, But as you know, and that actually translated into how I do a lot. Did a lot of things in life. You know, I did it, and I always did it well. But it was there was always an anchor or something that um, that I held on to, and I was still successful. But the full, fullness of it was always missing. And so it wasn't until I, I you know, in the story um, at the end, I actually started dancing on my own. And I didn't realize it until I did. I was like, my chair is way over there. oh my anchor. So then my, my, I was at a choice point. I like, do I go back over to my chair and, and, and at least hold on to it or not? And I actually went on a vacation shortly after that by myself on a cruise.
1: Wow. And
0: danced on the dance floor by myself and had the, the best time ever. Never looked back.
1: Absolutely. Fantastic. Thank you so much for sharing sure. that because I think that's the journey of so many of us we do have our little safety zone that anchor that we hold on to and sometimes it's good and sometimes it gets in our way mm-hmm. and i i the example that you provided is how you became whole mm-hmm. and stepped into the whole of you and i think that's a huge
0: message for leaders mm-hmm. out in the world today so something that was interesting I was in the Minneapolis airport and there was a um, a billboard for Accenture. And, and I, I loved the, the, the slogan on it because it said, stop trying to think and get out of the box. And then a little print in the corner it said, there is no box. <laughs> and how perfect is that? Because we create the box. It never exists. It never existed. But we create that thing that holds us safe. Think about an elephant. You know, you've seen the picture on YouTube, or I mean on, on Facebook and uh, on social media where there's an elephant who's chained to a plastic lawn chair. And, and it will hold him there because mentally, it's, it's bigger and has more weight than what he oh, does. Oh,
1: what a great example. Oh, yeah, yeah, and we do. It's like all of a sudden one day you wake up and you're like, hey, how'd I get in this box? And it's like, oh, you built it around you. (laughs) You put yourself there. Mm -hmm. (laughs) But the beauty of it is uh, shifting awareness so that you can start realizing, hey, something is missing here. Mm -hmm. Um, And I think that's part of life's journey. You may not always get it, and and you have to have those times in your life where all of a sudden it becomes aware. You become aware, Mm -hmm. and you start thinking, this is not what I thought it was going to be actually, Or I think there could be more, and how it triggers you to kind of knock yourself out of the box, knock down those walls, and just let fear go, so that you can actually show up as who you are. All, all the greatness, all the strength, all the ability, all the leadership, all the talent, all the humor, all the love, everything, um, and step up for yourself. Um, And again, I think in the in the world of leadership, we do tend to think of ourselves in a role and. We bring ourselves to that role, mm-hmm. and sometimes I think that's the beauty of coaching is that we're able to help people realize that you coach the person so they can be who they want to be. And as the role of a leader, how how do you want to lead? You know, what's the legacy you're talking about here? What's well, the whole reason that you took on leadership? And that's why I love your story so much, John. The evolution from task oriented to being, mm-hmm. to allowing yourself to have the, the holistic approach. Because then you're tapping into everything you have and making those
0: connections as a leader. You no, know, it's interesting. Um, I, I did an activity once where um, I just, you know, described how I was showing up in different settings with different types of people. And, you know, my top values are fun and connection. And I don't care what I'm doing. If, if I'm not going to have fun, I don't want to do it. But you know, when I looked at that that professional role, fun and connection had nothing. It was not in it at all. But it was everywhere else, and that was an awakening moment. Um, but what is? But what ended up happening was through that I started figuring out how can I bring in elements of fun and connection to everything I did. And the moment I did it, I remember working um, on a project and someone. I was in a meeting and someone turned to me and said, oh my God, you actually are fun. <laughs> and and that, that bowled me over because, you know, that's true. I had left, checked that at the door. And as a result, there was a disconnect between the work that I was doing and who I was. And I wasn't having fun.
1: Oh my gosh, yes. And again, such a great example of, of uh, what is there, because you are a very fun person. Um, adding to what you just said, we were at a conference one time, and um, I roped in John, <laughs> what a willing volunteer. I, I begged him to come and help, but he willingly came. And it was a little bit dead in the hall, and I was trying to get a little buzz going, and um, the, the tables around me, the people were seemed tired, and. I thought, you know, it's not as much fun, and I, I would, if I have to be here for another eight hours. I really want to have some fun and laughing and, and joy, and so I couldn't wait for John to get there because I thought I just know that John and I are together. We're going we're gonna to have some fun, and seriously, the minute he got there, I said, oh, he goes, you want to create a buzz? And I said, yeah, he had this little blinking light thing or something that he had picked up from one of the booths when he was coming in, and I said, where did you get that? And so we actually went around <laughs> to every booth, and we took any kind of little light-up ring, light-up pin, and we came back to our booth, put this, all of this light-up stuff on us. And then with no music, nothing, we started to dance, just side-to-side side, like backup singers. And we started laughing, and I'm, it was amazing because in about two minutes, People, what's going on over here? And they started coming. And the next thing you know, our whole little booth, the whole aisle was crowded. And they said, well, we want what you've got. We want to have a little bit of fun. And that was the whole point, that quick, instant little let's have fun brought so much success to that meeting. And I think that's such a a strong lesson for everyone to know. You create your experience. You can make it what it is. But for me, I was trying to do it on my own, and I was missing a spark. And what you brought to us I like thought. But I know there's safety in numbers, and I know if John's here. <laughs> I too will let go, fully. And um, and so there was that was a, a great example of what you were just
0: talking about too, having fun. Well, and, and that also translates into you know how you show up and what you do in every instance. You know if if. If you're in a room and you, and you can feel the energy just being sucked out of it, then you can make a shift and a change in that space. And then it doesn't mean you have to pull out you know, all the gimmicks and the toys. But it's like lift yourself up. You find, your, find yourself surrounded by people in drama. What is it about you that's attracting all of that around you? Put yourself in check. Raise your energy. Raise how you show up. You'll have an immediate influence on everyone who's around you.
1: Absolutely, absolutely, because that negative energy attracts Mm -hmm. negative energy very fast for some of us. And I'm guilty of that myself all the time and uh, have to remind myself sometimes, but I'm in the one-downmanship pool right now and I don't want to be there.
0: And we all do that.
1: Yeah, well, it's It's human nature. It's human nature. I think the beauty of it and, and what coaching gives you is an awareness that it's happening mm-hmm. and then you're at a point of choice. So what do you want to do with it? Do you want to wallow in it if you can or do you want to change it? Yeah. You know, Do you want to shift your thinking and it can happen just like that? It's a quick, fast
0: shift. Well, and I don't always like to call it change um, because change is, is, you know, you're it's basically you're saying that something was undesirable, so we're going to change it into something else. Um, I like to look at it as an evolution. So you don't change, you evolve. Right. Nice. And so so it's it's moving and becoming more and more of who and what you are. You know, and that's in business or in life.
1: Absolutely. It's like a transformation evolution. You know, we're on, constantly creating what we want and um and making that happen. Or hopefully if you're stuck, we're reaching out to other people and that's what coaching is so good at. So let me put my little plug in there for coaching, we highly recommend it. Um, if you're stuck and you're not quite sure where to go, you know, you know you don't want to be where you're at, but you're not quite sure how to get there, that's a perfect time to, to work with a coach or go for a free consultation or something like that and, and just see. Um, John, before we go on to the next thing, I just want to take a moment to talk about our wonderful sponsor, audible.com. If you are looking for audiobooks, they have a large library. And as part of the Life Coach Radio Network and Blog Talk Radio, you can have a 30-day trial period with audible.com. So I highly recommend that you go to their website and check it out and take advantage of that free trial. Okay, back to the show. Well, now you've got some new and exciting things coming along the way too, John. And um, I do want to share the tips though that you talked about. Um, Mm -hmm. transitioning and and maybe get into some of the specifics of actually what did you do like how did you set up the successful transition out of corporate so you Mm -hmm. like you wouldn't be destitute you you wouldn't be (laughs) financially ruined and that and that you could grow
0: in the business yeah so it it goes back to that whole concept of evolution um because when i looked at trans the transition plan it was recognizing that things will shift little by little and You know, some people can make a jump and jump full in. Um, I'm not one of those people. Uh, I like to know that either things are set up to be able to support me or sustain me, or I've at least thought of all the different variables so I have contingency plans in place.
1: Yeah, I think that's so important to know who you are. Like you just said, my style is not to just go jump off, the, the take that giant leap without knowing, or setting up some structure in place, that would make you able to do it. And I think that's key, because without those things in place, you might not take the big steps of knowing your style. What do you need to have in place mm-hmm. to make you feel
0: comfortable in your decision? Yeah. And so, as I was looking at the it, first, the first area that I really wanted to focus on was, um, before I even started working on business building, financially you know, what is it that would make a sustainable business? And what I decided was that, first of all, I'll take a whole year and and map this out and have different pieces come into place, and we'll talk about that later on. But basically, um, what came to mind was, while I'm working full-time, pay down some, some debt. You know, do some of the savings things so that, you know when I do transition over, you know there is a couple of months where you know you're starting to market. You're not your brand isn't really well known yet, um, but you are expanding and and growing and building your business. Um, and so you know being able to bridge that that short gap. Um, but I recognize the importance of having multiple revenue streams. Because my first 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 thought was jump in do one-on-one one coaching, but what I realized was like, how many hours do I need to put in in order to match the salary that I had before? And that was a lot of work. <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, as I'm, as I'm evolving, I, I want to do what I love doing, and, and I love coaching, but I didn't want coaching to become a job because it feels me uh, yeah. feels different. Um, and so I realized that um, I would combine that with, you know, one-on-one one coaching, I would do some workshops and presentations, do some webinars, um, do, you know, some speaking engagements. Uh, eventually, I'd like to do some writing. That's not really where my heart is, but I know eventually that might be something that's in my, my realm. One thing that I'm looking at right now is, um, you know, I'm starting to evolve even further into a different direction. And so I'm closing off some of those streams and, and looking at creating online content. So, what self-study things can I partner with, small group and, and individual coaching? Um, one area that, that I'm really getting excited about is doing retreats and, and um, leadership um, seminars and, and do them in destinations, you know, so people can combine learning with vacation, and we, I'm calling it a lead cation. <laughs> but, but, you know, but going back to the, that the point, that tip is, you know, don't limit yourself to the things that are possible and capable. Get a set of vision for yourself. And, and what's really important is not think within what you would identify as being your boss. You know, ask yourself, what are the things that I would do that I love the most? And then you put those on your list, and you may not do them all at the same time, but you choose one and you start it. And as soon as you get some stability, you start the next one. But eventually, you have all these different sources, and so you're doing multiple things, and each one of those brings in a different stream of, of revenue to support you.
1: Yeah, I think that's such a key piece. I love uh, Dave Ellis' says, what's your paradise times four? And, and I've changed that a little bit. It's like, well, what's your paradise times <laughs> ten? You know, when you're, when you're trying to vision out for what do you want to do, When you're if you're thinking that you want to transition into something else, well, the sky's the limit at this point. So if you take down those walls and not what you think people will expect you to do, deep down inside your heart calling you, what do you want to do?
0: Mm -hmm. And then
1: start exploring ways that you can make that happen. But go for the vision first because the vision pulls you. And if you listen to your heart, it's actually telling you, Here's what you want to do. Maybe you want to be a writer. Maybe you want to be an artist, you know, like you're finally at this place where you're like, I want to paint, I want to draw, I want to sculpt, or I want to be a musician. Um, What's the harm? Go for it. If if it's calling you, and that's, I think, the important piece in here as well, John, is you'll feel it because it will tug your heart. It will pull on you, and I I do sometimes feel like it's a calling. Mm -hmm. What is your greatness inside of you calling you to do? And when you feel it, you know it's right. Like you did with coaching, you're like, I want to help people. I want to help people reset themselves. I want to help people have the best job they can have. I want to help them in their role as a leader. I want want to be there in that profession. And all of the things that you described, they're all about helping people move forward and grow. So it's about growth. I want to help people grow and, and continue to have full, satisfying, happy
0: Existence. You know, and I think the, um, another thing, you know, in addition to having multiple streams, I think another, another point that would be helpful for someone is um, to not focus on doing and, and cranking out results. Um, because if, if you're so focused on cranking things out and having a certain number of clients, then you're under stress of meeting that, You know, if, if you identify what you love doing and you do that, as you do it, you're filling your tank, you're being charged, you're doing what you're passionate about. People will be drawn to that. So, you know, if you're thinking, oh my gosh, I'm, you know, as I'm launching my business, I have to have all these things in place, you will. But if, if that is your sole focus, you're doing it from a place of fear. And so come from a place of passion. Do what you love. And the more you do it, the more you will do it.
1: Well, you'll attract it. Yeah. So that passion goes out there, and people want what you, you have. Um, I do think of Stephen Covey on this one because the seven habits of highly effective people. Well, the first habit is begin with the end in mind. But he says begin and I think that's what happens sometimes. People begin with the end in mind, and then that's the only thing that they're thinking of. And actually, there's a whole lot in between called process. So you have the vision, and you have an idea of where you want to go. Now you need to let go of that a little bit so that you can actually be in the doing. Mm-hmm. And in that first year, that's a ton. If you have never run your own business or gone out on your own, and I want you to know I was super fantastically talented at running other people and increasing revenue for them and building teams and programs and whoo when it's your own, it is a learning curve. <laughs> it is so different when you're doing it for yourself. As fulfilling, I think, but very, very different. And so those are things to take into consideration too. Like you said, know who you are and then be Realistic. Unless you have a lot of money backing you and, and all of those things, um, as you're transitioning out and setting your foundation so you can create what you want, that's the first step is you do have to build the foundation. And that first year is probably a lot of that foundational building, getting the clients doing, figuring out what you want to do too. Because like you said, I started off thinking I was just going to coach. Well, I quickly realized that is good, but not exactly what I want. So, hmm, I also want to do this, 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 and this. So how, can I, how can I make that happen?
0: You know, and one, one thing, because you mentioned taking that first step, um, you know, when you, when you start planning outward, rather than setting your goal, I will start in, you know, five months from now, and, or I will start when I have this done or I have that done. It's being able to, to start, right now and today with what you have because you wouldn't have been drawn into this if you didn't have the skill set and the ability to begin with. So rather than tying in and, and connecting your your entire life and your, your future to a certain point in time, it will start it once I have X, Y, and Z in place. Identify where you can start now. Start today because... By, uh, five months from now, you'll wish you had started today. Yeah. <laughs> so, so do it, you know. You, you have everything is, that you need right now to do what you need to do today.
1: That's such great advice, because you do need to get started. Otherwise, it's just a dream. Yeah. And we can dream forever. They're fun. Nothing wrong with that. Nice escapism. But if you're, if you're really getting the calling, then you need to take some action towards it and, and figuring out what that's going to be Um, And by the way, I want to say, John has, he won't say this, but I will say it for him, accomplished so much in the past year and a a couple of months, right? Just Mm -hmm. um, from when he first started to where he is now. It is amazing. And that planning that he took beforehand, I think, had a lot to do with where he is today because he's on some pretty solid footing Mm -hmm. and uh, took the steps to, Set up the multiple multiple streams of revenue. I think that there is a financial side to running your own business that can be a big surprise for people, mm-hmm. and so you do need to know that. And it's probably one of the scariest things that keeps people from pulling the trigger. Mm-hmm. So, what do you want to tell us about that, John? Yeah,
0: you know the the one thing that because because I do have what I call shiny object syndrome. <laughs> so when as, as as I was looking at my business, you know, I see all these. Ads for all these things, and they all look so wonderful, and I felt that I had to have all of them. so I invested thousands of dollars within the first six or nine months during my transition period to start building all this stuff to find out I didn't need it. you know and so as, as you' as you're building, identify what you need today and and dabble and plan. try the 30 day trial thing. You know because when I'm looking at content man- or, um, contact management, that's almost five hundred dollars a year. I'm looking at social media and having a platform where I can manage that. That was another five hundred dollars a year to find out that for the first nine months of my business, I didn't even need it or use it. And same thing with all the website add-ons and plugins. You know, identify what you want and what you need. And do that. And there are some economical ways that you can start out. And then you can add all the bells and whistles when you're ready for those. Uh,
1: That is such a true story because we all do it. Um, And, oh, boy, your inbox will get crammed full of, here's how you get clients fast, build your list, all of these things. And it's all hype. Um, You really need to stop, get your plan in place. There are some things that if you've never run a business before, there are some things that you will need to do. Mm -hmm. But take a look at your local area small business associations. They usually provide some really good, solid stuff for free. They offer courses all the time. And also if you look at your local Chamber of Commerce, they also, uh, when you join, they provide business development series, and and those are all free as well. So there's a lot of tools and resources out you out there that uh, you can tag into that can help you do it too before you start paying down. Um, It adds up, where I tell you, $900 for this, $400, and the next thing you know, you've spent $30,000, and you you know your budget's slowly dwindling in front of your eyes going, how did I do that? Um, And I hear this story all the time from people when they first start out. Um, I'm sure you do too, John, and the people that you coach. Mm -hmm. Um, So you don't need all of that, depending on the scale, again, of what you want to do. Go for some training if you've never run your own business. And you might want to go for that training before you actually step into it all the way. Mm -hmm. Um, It's a great tool to help you launch, um, and the more you can get. Um, Something else that is out there as well is finding a mentor. Mm
0: -hmm. You
1: know, there are people out there that will love, love, love to help you. And don't be afraid to go. You know, what's wrong with asking Oprah? She might say no, but, you know, no. You know, if you know somebody that's doing what you want to do and they're successful at it, it's a great time to ask them, you know, hey, do you ever mentor people? You know, I mean, I want to be an apprentice. I want to learn. And if they're in the right place, in the right time, um, they can help you greatly. So I recommend going out and looking at who's doing what I want to do. And seeing what kind of uh, connections you can start making within that world, you're gonna be in that world anyway. You're going to be competing against them anyway, so you might as well step into it and start getting a feel for it um,
0: beforehand. You know, in the whole concept of competition, you know, that for some people it's discouraging because they're thinking, "Oh my gosh, you know, how am I gonna get it?" There's not, there's not enough. You know what? If you think about it doesn't matter if you're a coach or if you're, if you're running a little boutique, there are billions of people in this world. <laughs> and, and depending on the size of your community, there can be hundreds of thousands of people and only a handful of coaches. And so even though somebody is doing the exact same thing that you are, you know, there are, there are clients that are looking for coaching that I don't resonate with or don't resonate with me, but I know exactly who would be a perfect match for them. You know, people hire a coach because they connect with the individual. It's not because of necessarily the credential or what they do or what their background is. It's, can I connect with this person? Do I feel safe and supported? To be able to really go into those areas and and, and step into what I really want.
1: Yeah, because you're going to be having some candid conversations. and you need to feel comfortable with that person. You need to feel comfortable that they're going to hold your agenda and hold you in confidence so that they can create the solutions that they're they're looking for. I agree with you on that competition piece. Um, I can't remember who it was, but it was a marketing person who said, hey, listen, when you're out there and you're looking for your target audience, if there's a lot of people doing it and, and they've been doing it for years and years, Awesome, because now you have a market base that can support it.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So because there's lots of people doing it, it's not always a negative thing. It could be a really good indicator that you can sustain yourself in this. Mm-hmm. There, There's obviously a need and a want for it and jump right in.
0: One is keeping an abundance mindset. Absolutely.
1: There's always enough. Yes. There really, really is. There's always enough for everyone out there. And like John said, you may go in a totally different approach than what you were thinking. Um, and we're, no one, we're not all alike. That's why we need diversity in every offering. Look, when you go in the grocery store, that tells you everything right there. Look how many kinds of ketchup there are. <laughs> you know, And there are always those many different kinds of ketchup on the shelf. Well, that's because people like different flavors of ketchup. So they'll like different flavors of whatever you're offering too. Yes. Exactly. Well, um, I'm very excited about this latest creation that you've come up with. Like you were describing, John, you decided I've got multiple revenue streams I'm looking for, and you want to (coughs) instill that level of fun in it. So tell us about how – first, tell us what your latest venture is and how it came about.
0: uh... Awesome. Well, I'm I'm really excited um, just – a few weeks ago we launched we as I have a, a colleague of mine that I'm collaborating with. Um, and um, we've decided to launch a leadership and personal development cruise.
1: Wow. It,
0: it, I'm really excited about it. It's called Unleash to Lead.
1: Fantastic. And
0: you know, we actually have a website for it, Unleash to Stop Two, Unleash Lead dot com. But the um the, the purpose of this is to combine fun with development. So on the sea days, when there isn't much to do other than lay around, and there's plenty of times to do that during the cruise, um, we would be offering development um, opportunities. And so it's, it's, a, it's a lot of fun. It's an opportunity to connect and fun. Those are my top values. Um, <laughs> and also be able to develop and help people step into their greatest role because, you know, how we lead ourselves is how we lead others. So it's being able to, you know, regardless of your role in life, uh, we can help you connect with um, a more authentic leadership um, style that's, that's more pur- pur- purpose and passion driven. So, yeah, wow. very exciting. Very and exciting. where
1: will the cruise go?
0: So we'll start in, it's in April 2017, so we're starting right now early so people can plan ahead. Um, but we'll go from Tampa to Key West to Cozumel and then back to Tampa. It's five nights.
1: Fantastic.
0: Two and a half days of training five-night cruise.
1: Wow. Yeah. Wow. You know, there's something about that, uh, the fun part, and meeting new people and having that cruise experience. But there's that other part, too, where you're going away and sometimes changing your venue completely and then being out at sea where you can really focus all the way on the training and things that you guys are offering mm-hmm. these um sessions that will help people grow, um, and they can put their whole focus and attention into it in such a relaxed way because the phones and all of those things don't work out at sea, so you can really disconnect from the maddening rush of hecticness around you and then hone in on on you while you're having a great time in all of these fun locales. Uh, I don't see a to this, John. I got to tell I'm very excited for you with this.
0: Yeah, we're very excited as well, and we're seeing um, some some great interest. So, yeah, we're we're looking forward to it.
1: How can people find out a little more about
0: this? Um, well, one option is they can go to unleashtolead.com, okay. and that will take them to a landing page. Um, my website is jlbcoaching.net or Um, you can go to theresetcoach.net, and that will take you to the same spot. And I do have a link to um, information about that particular group.
1: Fantastic. So just to remind our listeners, um, all of John's contact information and everything that he's sharing with you right now will be posted on our site, so you can go there and you can uh, get his confirmation as well. If you didn't have a pen handy to write that down. Um, and at the end of the show, we'll uh, go over that again, too, for everybody. So you have had a fantastic year of building your business, transitioning out the right way. And I just want to re- recap some of the things that you mentioned there. And a 5 minutes something, jump in. But the first thing that you did was you connected to your heart and decided, let me, let me make sure I'm me and having fun and what was important to you. And you mentioned two core values that you discovered. which is fun and connection. And those two have to happen for you to make that work. And I think that's an important thing for people to do as they're uh, figuring out their path to transition. One is get your vision, know your values, your core values, so how this will work for you. The third thing that you said is you knew you, and your way would not be just of i I'm quitting and going into business today, whoop, whoop. Uh, or here's my two-week notice, you knew you had to have some structure in place um, for that to make that work for you. And the third thing you did was you went with an open mind. You knew it wasn't going to happen right away. You stayed in the process and not on the outcome so much. And I'm going to say that is because of your careful planning, John. You knew you had the space to do it, Mm -hmm. and you knew you weren't going to be Destitute. Yes, you didn't have that big salary anymore, which is a bit of a gulp, you know, but you took the steps to eliminate some of the financial issues that could have gotten your way. Um, what do you want to add to that?
0: Well, you know, it's, it's a, one thing is, is being able to not only trust the process, but enjoy the process. Because mm-hmm. if you can't have fun along the way, um, then you're not doing it right. You know, it's, it's just being able to recognize that everything that you do has purpose. Um and you know, and you don't you won't end up destitute. um actually, I ended up doubling my my income in that first year you know of of doing that and it and I'm growing so you know it's it's being able to just do what you love you know it's kind of like that um, fields or dreams movie build it, and they will come and and same thing applies to you in your practice you know just because you hang your shingle doesn't mean people are going to find your website and come to you, but it does mean that. Um, you have everything in place, so as you start networking, connecting, speaking, getting out, and um, getting your name and letting people get to know you as an individual, now they have a place that they can go where they can access you more.
1: Yes, great, great tips to share with all of us. So if you are wondering, hmm. Do I want to go and make a profit from my passion? Am I ready to transition into something new? Take action now. Start getting the vision down and put a little time and attention to it to make sure you, it is what you want. You may decide, I'm not ready yet, and hey, there's nothing wrong with that. But you might decide, it's not going to take me as long as I thought, and now I've got to start getting some things in place because once it takes hold, it does go pretty fast. And that year, that last year where you were transitioning out, it probably flew by for you.
0: It did. And, but yeah. one thing to, to keep in mind, and we've been talking about transitioning from corporate into like private business. But this is the exact same process if you want to you know, transition from your role in that organization to another career. Or your role in this position to a, a, a reinvention of that same role. Absolutely. You know, it's it's no different. Um, you know, it's you're you're within the same thing, that you it's it's being clear on what you want and start working and moving towards it and planning it out.
1: Yeah. So if you're we said like if you feel like should I stay or should I go?
0: Um, it could be
1: current role you're in, it could be big transition, it could be I want to retire, it could be so many different things that applies to almost every situation. Um And then if you do decide, you know, you want to go into your own, and you're going to throw yourself out there and be an entrepreneur or an inspire-nour, that's me inspiring people. Um, We are here to support you and wish you the best of luck because I have to tell you, it's one of the best things I ever did. I have no regrets when I stepped out on my own. Um, My journey is a little different than John's, but there's a lot of uh, connection over there. The other tip that I want to share is, connect with people, connect with people that can share the experience with you. John and I have uh, meetings together, and sometimes it's just to talk about what we're doing in our business, but to have another person to generate ideas with, to just touch base with um, someone on your dream team Mm -hmm. that motivates you, inspires you, can be candid with you, not someone that's going to induce fear. It's very important that you have people around you that believe in what you're doing and can keep your momentum, help you keep that spirit going. Be careful of the naysayers. Unfortunately, they are out there. They come from a place of good intention. They they worry and they don't want you to get hurt and they don't want people to get hurt, but sometimes what they do is the exact opposite and they instill fear and keep you small because they are... they. Their dream, your dream is not theirs. Yeah. And that's the thing to remember. This is your dream. So you, like John said, you have everything you need inside of you to
0: make it happen. Yeah. So rather than um, you know, listening to people who are, are, are giving you advice out of their own fear, um, it's surrounding yourself with the people who are going to cheer you on and, and, and inspire you to tap into your gifts and qualities. Because you wouldn't be thinking of making a change if you didn't already have in place what you needed to make it happen. Oh, that's
1: such a great point. Yeah, that should be our tagline. Yeah. If I'm thinking it.
0: <laughs> I'm thinking it I, can do it.
1: I might be ready to do it. <laughs> yeah, you can do it. Um, well, John, thank you so much for joining us today. You shared some great tips and your journey, and I'm a fan, like I said, uh, forever and ever. And uh, looking forward to that cruise in April and um, April 2017. Um, it's such a big, different way to do it. And so wishing you the best of luck and success at that and continue success with your business. Um, so any last words you'd like to share with our listeners today?
0: Well, you know, don't limit yourself. Remember, you know, it's stop trying to think yourself out of a box because there is no box. So identify what it is that you want and go for it and have fun doing it.
1: Yes. Yes, great party shot. Well, again, I'm Susan Gonzalez, the success coach, and I'm so happy that you joined us all today. Um, Just an FYI, if you are looking to create something in your life and you're wondering what coaching is all about and how it works to help you move yourself forward, and um, we offer, I offer a complimentary consultation. I believe John does too. Shaking his head, yes. And so just contact us on our website to find out more about that and give you a little idea of how powerful it can be. And, um, again, my book, Make It Your Mark, is available at Amazon and at the Twig bookstore here in San Antonio, Texas. You can find out more about me at my website. It's makeityourmark.com. And you can find out more about John at...
0: At jlbcoaching.net or theresetcoach.net.
1: Awesome. So I hope you have a great day, and we thank you for joining us today, and we're going to sign off now. Bye-bye.